0: Hey everyone, I'm Rachel. And I'm Sarah. And we're sisters who just so happen to be best friends. We're here to unpack all of the unexpected moments that come with early adulthood and hope to uncover a more meaningful life, one conversation and cup of coffee at a time.
1: This This is is Mochas Mochas in in the
0: Meantime. Hey everybody, and welcome to episode two of Mochas in the Meantime. We're calling this one Hobbies for Happiness. I'm Sarah and I'm Rachel and we're going to be popping open some fortune cookies to start this off. Yeah, we ordered in some Chinese food, so we're really hype about fortune cookies. (laughs) No beverages now, just cookies. It's a little late at night for coffee, so we're going to start it off with reading our little fortunes that we got instead of talking about our coffee of the day. You ready, Rock? Yeah, little ASMR. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Mine is, you are always welcome to gatherings. Ooh. <laughs> not during COVID, huh? I hope I'm welcome to gatherings. What is yours say? Mine says, an old friend will introduce you to new people and pleasure. Oh. Okay. <laughs> That's kind of fun. Well, that kind of goes into what this episode's about in a way. Like, ironically. Yeah, like new things and activities. Yeah. And like things that bring you happiness and pleasure, like hobbies. Yeah. Yeah. What so, a segue. <laughs> yeah, I know. So I guess just to start things off, things have been a little bit crazy, obviously, with COVID-19 and a lot more downtime has been um, like allotted to us with that. So me mm-hmm. and Rachel have just been reflecting on hobbies that we enjoy. We've both been trying a few new hobbies and also rediscovering hobbies that we used to be really into years ago. Yeah. I think we want to just talk about the value that hobbies have brought in our life rediscovering mm-hmm. hobbies and kind of some takeaways about kind of the pressures of at least in american culture putting work in like your value in work above everything and yeah. sort of maybe pushing back on that idea a little bit with this podcast episode so yeah yeah, yeah. of course these are only our opinions as well So, Rach, if you were to talk about some of your favorite hobbies, what would you come up with first, I guess? I've been really into puzzles during the (laughs) pandemic, which I think is a popular hobby to pick up right now. Mm -hmm. Um, But one of our closest friends, Eliza, is a huge puzzler. And she and I actually did a puzzle swap during the beginning of COVID where we just left some puzzles at her doorstep and she left out some puzzles so it was really fun to like swap puzzles and get to experience beautiful imagery from that. Yeah, <laughs> No, they were beautiful. Puzzles. Yeah. Um, I've also been really into cooking and baking, which is something that I used to hate, <laughs> which I know Sarah can attest to. Um, but over the past couple of years, I've been getting more into it. And during this time I've, really enjoyed baking. I found some amazing cookie recipes. Oh my god. (laughs) These amazing salted double chocolate cookies and some oatmeal butterscotch ones. I've made both of those twice (laughs) or three times. I've also been really into um, kind of more like movement-based activities. In college, I kind of lost my enjoyment for working out and fitness and moving my body. I was very stagnant i would say in that department but lately i've been getting really into yoga again um with yoga with adrian and Lottie's pilates workouts mm-hmm. and i over the past year or so have started running and i've been kind of back on the grind with that over the past couple of months as well so those are a few of my most recent hobbies but um i also really like watching movies tv shows I like journaling and doing like creative, like scrapbooking type journal stuff um, as well. And I really like tennis and all of that. There's so many things I could list, but I'm going on forever. So you go <laughs> ahead. <laughs> we have a lot of the same hobbies, I feel like. Like we're both really mm-hmm. interested in cooking and baking and being in the kitchen. And that's not really as new for me as it has been for Rach. Um But back to things that I've been more rediscovering right now have included reading and art projects. I just finished a book and I this sounds maybe kind of silly, but I hadn't finished a book like a fictional story in at least a year. Like I can't Mm -hmm. remember the last time I pursued that and I felt kind of proud and I really enjoyed my experience. I read Me Before You, which I would highly recommend. I can't remember the author. Jojo Moyes. Jojo Moyes. Or Moyes or whatever. Yeah, but it was really great. Um, and then, yeah, with art, just watercoloring. I've been bullet journaling and kind of learning how to be less of a perfectionist about it and just more of make it more of an experience to enjoy. Um, mm-hmm. And then, yeah, I'm, I'm a musician, so I like to sing and write songs. Um, yeah, I, I have a lot of interests. I like Sudoku puzzles. I like to run, too, and do um, physical activity like Rach was talking about, too. We have that in common. But... I think that hobbies are something that, as I've gotten older, I've grown to appreciate more, and it's just been fun to kind of, as sisters, talk about them and experience some of them together. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So I guess in this point of life, what is the kind of value that hobbies bring you, Sarah? (laughs) Well, I think that hobbies, I've always thought of them as a way to try something new Mm -hmm. without A lot of pressure or a lot of commitment it's kind of a nice way to just put yourself out there but usually it's something you can do in your own home or that you can um you know at least today like go on youtube and learn about so it's not like you're just completely on your own i guess it's a way to also feel like you're getting better or improving at something that's outside of what you're used to doing like Mm -hmm. outside of your profession maybe or outside of your major at school Yeah, I thought of this, I call it the trifecta that I just thought of while we were (laughs) kind of prepping for this episode, but I feel like the three things that hobbies really bring me are decompression slash fun and enjoyment, as well as being creative or using it as a creative outlet and to learn something new, whether that's a new skill, a storyline, Something historical, if you're reading or watching a documentary. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think those three things can definitely overlap or just be their own thing. Yeah, that's um. a good trifecta, I think. <laughs> the trifecta. <laughs> yeah. I think something to add with hobbies and the value of it is, um, like, one of my kind of values of it is decompression and fun. Is It doesn't always have to be this overly productive, super cool thing. Like, I think just enjoying netflix and tv is so valid to be a hobby and i feel like people get pooed on for that and are like oh you're so lazy <laughs> if you like watching tv but like i, I think it is TV. a <laughs> source of joy and excitement and decompression i know me and sarah have been really enjoying re-watching the office with our parents and both of us have watched new girl a lot during um covid times as well as grace and frankie which is like My new favorite show of all time, honestly. I just finished Grace and Frankie. It's amazing. Sometimes I get burnt out with too much TV and I think there's a balance, but I think even enjoying TV shows is a way of like having something that you enjoy doing and can talk about with people. And there's a lot of value with TV watching, especially something like The Office, which has really taken off. Like, there's this Facebook page we're on. What is Ugh, it called? The, the Office Addicts is so good. Yeah, like, like, on and there's Facebook. all these people on there that, like, randomly comment on things I post. Or I haven't really posted on it, but that randomly comment on my comments. And it's, like, this community that's come together because of, like, this mutual love for a TV show and its humor and its characters. Mm-hmm. I just feel like with friends who watch it, it's, like, a way to kind of bond and Instant laugh. bonding and, with people. And even, like, dating. I feel like that's, like, the first <laughs> thing you bond over. Like, when you're, like, internet dating and you're like, oh, I watch New Girl. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think Sarah and I also view hobbies differently than when we were younger or maybe in high school or even younger than that. Um, so... I guess in the past for me and I think Sarah and I agreed upon this is we really viewed hobbies as something that you have to be really good at yeah or talented at or it has to be like you have to be the best of the best to enjoy it Mm -hmm. and I think that's kind of how schools work when people play sports in high school like they're practicing every single day or if they're trying to get really good in an instrument or whatever it may be which I think is so awesome that people would work so hard on like a craft or a sport or something yeah um but I know for me I was such an insecure kid that I was so afraid of failure and like not being good enough that it stopped me from even trying a lot of different hobbies Mm. I just remember you know in high school being scared to uh, try out for the um tennis team because Sarah and I grew up playing tennis for most of elementary school and then we sort of fell off of it for a couple of years and then by the time high school ruled around we both ended up not trying out for the team even mm-hmm. though it was something we both wanted to do I would say yeah and like same for me I mean that like the tennis thing but also with musical theater like I had grown up singing musical theater like I was never in a show but I had taken voice lessons for years and she's amazing at singing by the way oh thanks seriously (laughs) I had gotten on stage to like audition but I literally had to be forced to do it by my dad because he was like you'll love it like Mm -hmm. and I had wanted to do it but then for some reason when I got up there I was just paralyzed by fear because I was like oh I'm not going to be good enough Mm -hmm. but it's like I don't know like who cares like I think fear stopped us in a lot of ways from pursuing hobbies because it was this all-or-nothing mentality I think we're just live in a culture that's like obsessed with you being at the top or being number one that if you're not great at something it's really scary and you feel like you won't fit in or Mm -hmm. you won't prove yourself or whatever that may be so you end up not even trying which is an automatic failure that even going out and doing something and then if you hate it you'll know that you've at least tried something new and pushed yourself out of that comfort zone which we're all about you know that's like a really good way to put it and i think that contrasts with how we think of hobbies today which is more at least for me and rachel in our discussion about putting yourself into situations you might not be in in your normal life. Like, for example, Mm -hmm. in college, I think it's natural to think, oh, I'm going to join all the clubs that are associated with my major, which is, like, fine. Like, again, I don't – I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that, but I think there's something to be said for, oh, I'm going to join this club about something that's really far from my major, but it's just because I enjoy doing it, and it'd be a way to meet new people and learn something new. A lot of clubs and activities in – college, you can even get like executive positions in which you're doing an activity that might relate to your major. So Mm -hmm. if you're the treasurer for the outdoors club, even if you're going into like finance, like being a treasurer is experience, but you're still doing it in an activity that might be different or something that you love. I think we've kind of touched on this already, but hobbies aren't a competition. Yeah. It's just something to, I think, I I like Rachel's trifecta. It's something that you can either decompress with, you know, be more creative with or learn something from, but it can easily become a competition if it's not perfect. At least for me, I think my perfect example of this is my bullet journaling, which Mm -hmm. I, I mentioned, but just feeling like if I'm drawing a calendar, if the lines aren't perfect or the theme isn't as beautiful as the one that I looked at on YouTube, it's like a failure or something Mm -hmm. and I, or I'm like trying to compete with this person who did it. Like I have Mm -hmm. to be as good as, but then it's not really about that when it's a hobby. Like in my opinion, for me, it's more about just the experience. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't know. I just think like, it's something you're doing for yourself. I agree. And I think, I guess on the other hand, if, you know, you really enjoy competition and like being competitive You could find hobbies that you are pushing yourself in that way, too. Yeah. That, like, could bring you a lot of joy. I think we're just naturally, like, more, like, chill people. But I think if you are really into competition, you could do more, like, intense hobbies that help push you in that way and help you, like, learn new things and get better and, like, get that energy from something outside of your work too, if that's yeah. more your jam. <laughs> I think like sports are a great outlet for that, or yeah. like doing. You know, in college, I had friends who did like debate team and things mm-hmm. like that, or like um, model UN. Yeah, which I've was more of, of like that. a com- a competitive edge. I think yeah, that's fair. I'm not the most competitive person, but I think it is important, even if you are competitive, to have something that's just for you, not to com- measure to anyone. Yeah, in my that's opinion. such a good point. Yeah. I think another thing that we really talked about with viewing hobbies is it could be a really great way to continue to pursue something that you love maybe almost as much as your career, but you didn't end up choosing it as your career path. Um, I know for me, like my whole life, (laughs) I really loved animals. Like I was obsessed with Animal Planet and... Pets and dogs, and I volunteered at an animal shelter in high school. And I was obsessed with Shark Week and like any Mm -hmm. sort of ocean stuff. (laughs) And so most of my life, I thought I don't know what I'm gonna do, but it has to be with animals because I I'm passionate about animals. And even searching colleges, I really focused on do they have an animal science program. So that landed me at the U, which I think I would have chosen. Even if I didn't do animal science, because I loved the school, but it's just interesting because in the end I realized that the actual career of working with animals like did not actually appeal to me, and a lot of the jobs were very, very science based, which I mean is obvious with animal science, but I think I just viewed it like in this romanticized way of just being able to like play with animals all day, you like at least more as a of kid. Companion pets. Yeah. Um, All of it was interesting, but not like something I would actually want to do for work. And so I think that was really freeing to think like, I don't have to do this nine to five every day and I could still have it in my life. You know what I mean? Yeah. Which I know sounds obvious, but I think sometimes you feel so like disappointed of like, oh, I don't think this is right for me. And like now it's gone forever from my life because it's not my job. But it doesn't have to be that way. You know, I could still enjoy all of my animal documentaries and have a dog one day or volunteer again at an animal shelter, which I enjoyed doing a lot. Or in the future, maybe go scuba diving or do something where I'm like snorkeling. So I could still really live a life pursuing like my passion with animals, but I don't have to necessarily make that my life. Career. I think similar to you, I felt that way about music, but differently, I actually did pursue music. Like I completed my music degree. Um, I narrowed my colleges based on music because you have to audition. And so it's Mm -hmm. more specialized. And in the end, I double majored in music and nutrition and ended up kind of more identifying with nutrition in a Mm -hmm. professional lens, which I find really interesting now, considering that I started with music and it was this, you know, this is what I'm doing. I'm going to be a musician. Like, Mm -hmm. and looking back, like, I think once I decided, okay, nutrition is my path. Like once maybe I was a senior, I was like, that's what I want to do. I want to be a dietitian. Like I'm so interested in food and like working with people as more of like a nutrition therapist. And like, that was something that, or that was a moment, I think, that I had this, oh my gosh, like, will I be able to be a musician? Like, I actually kind of, as silly as it sounds to me, and like, kind of how you said with animals, I was like, wow, like, will I not be able to perform ever mm-hmm. again? Which is, again, like, really silly, but, but you have that it mentality. felt that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it felt like, how could I balance the two? Or, or I had to be only a musician, that's it. But I think you can be a musician, or you can be a dog lover, or animal lover, and be something else, too. You should, like, pursue something professionally that you care about that's like an important you know area of interest maybe or something that you think is important to do but there's other outlets you can have besides that I think yeah and I think I'm sort of in that boat right now as I'm figuring out what I want to do with my life um because I did double major I kind of don't know exactly which avenue I really want to take and I know both majors I could kind of combine with any job but I feel like there's kind of two roads that I see myself going down that I'm not quite sure about yet. So I think this podcast is very timely for me to even yeah. think about of like which one do I see more as a hobby versus my career. And sometimes you have aha moments like, oh yeah, like I want to mm-hmm. do this. Like like for me, I was like, I want to like have an album that I release. Mm-hmm. But like in no way do I have to be like – a 24-7 music teacher or performer yeah. to do that like anyone can do that who wants to mm-hmm. you know especially nowadays with like spotify and everything yeah like so yeah i think yeah when, on that note i think a lot of hobbies are easier to do nowadays or like side projects because of social media and digital media
1: mm-hmm. even
0: this podcast i feel like is becoming a new hobby of ours like brainstorming and filming or recording. Um so I think there's more opportunity now more than ever to find something and pick up on something new. Yeah, and to make it, you know, a real side hustle or to make it like part of your professional career if you want. Like yeah. you have that option. And so there's lots of takeaways I'd say yeah. from this. Overall, we have written down hobbies are cool <laughs> which I think is kind of what we're trying to say. But um to go further um I think we really want to take away at least in our opinion the idea that there's a lot of importance um in our opinion of having kind of that identity or that passion outside of school or work depending on what life stage you're at um in our opinion I mean some people like they live and breathe their work or their school and there's nothing wrong with that this is more just what we think mm-hmm. um, but I think it could really set you apart in the future, um both in social situations, romantic situations, even career situations when you're interviewing, talking about things you love, even if they're outside of the job, I think shows that you're multifaceted. well, I just give this example of like the bar scene when you're in the, in a city and you're talking to people and getting to know them over cocktails, and you're like. Mm-hmm expected to present your, what do you do? And that's Mm -hmm. kind of the first question people think to ask you, which is innocent. Like, it makes sense to ask that question. But the first time I was asked that question post-grad was when I was unemployed, and I just quit a job that I hated. Mm -hmm. And I had not started applying to graduate schools. I was living at home. And that question really annoyed me, because at that point, I was just like, I don't know. I wanted them to ask me, like, what do you enjoy Mm -hmm. or what do you do in your spare time or maybe what are you involved in in the community? Mm -hmm. And so, again, there's nothing wrong with that question. (laughs) Like, I think it's an easy go to one. So it makes sense. helps break the ice. helps break the ice. People could be nervous, you know, but but I think it's just a testament to the many layers there are to people and the many passions and interests people can have that. Could be important to kind of peel away when you meet them. Yeah. Um, so that's something I tend to try and do when I meet new people. Like, oh, what do you like to do? Instead of that, what, what do job? you do? Yeah. Because some people, they're not in a job they love yet. But, like, you'd learn more about them from asking that than their job sometimes. Yeah. Or if what they like to do is their job, you'd still get the same answer. So I think yeah. that broadens it to, like, everyone. True. Um, yeah. And I think it's just... A fun way of changing up the vibe. Yeah, I think there's just some people at bars I've noticed, specifically, like, at bar crawls that I've been on. Yeah. um, Where people just kind of use that question as a way to brag about, like, their fancy, like, stock market job. Yeah. And, like, there's nothing wrong with being proud of your job, obviously. Like, that's amazing. But I think some people just use that question to, like, flex in a way, which kind of (laughs) is not my vibe, but... Mm. To each their own, I guess. (laughs) Hobbies can also give you this community um, that you Mm -hmm. might not have had in the past or you might not have had um, if you hadn't branched out to it. I mean, I know for me, like being in choirs and like pursuing my singing interest have opened up communities or just, you know, talking to people who have done similar kinds of art projects to me, even just friends, like you kind of open up this whole new area of things to talk about or to relate to. So I think that's something to be said too. There's a lot of community that can come out of hobby seeking. Even that Facebook chat we were talking about yeah. with the office, like oh my digital little communities, or even if you ended up starting like a blog, if you like writing, like maybe having the, that community of followers is a way to kind of build that too. So there's a lot of ways to build like a network and community and circle through your passions, which is really cool. And that's something I... I think, is kind of my goal to do moving forward, especially when, like, living the post-grad life, to kind of make friends if I end up moving to a new city. Yeah. I think through that versus just work would be a great way to open yourself up to more than just your co-workers. That's something I think when I go back to school on the West Coast, I want to pursue more. Like, I want to maybe pursue a hobby and mm-hmm. get to know some new people. I think it's just a fun way to do that and then also to get something out of it for yourself too like a new skill or yeah new thing well this has been a fun episode with no yeah. sorry if you could hear her throughout the episode i feel like she kept like yawning and <laughs> stretching but that's just that's our just dog <laughs> yeah, yeah so i think that kind of covers everything we wanted to say i'm personally feeling inspired like i want to do something yeah i mean it's kind of late at night but i want to I don't know. I want to eat my fortune cookie. (laughs) Ooh, (laughs) yes, you should. (laughs) And we want you guys to comment on our Instagram um, about what hobbies you enjoy, like anything that you're hoping to try or anything that you've tried. um, We'd love to hear about it. Email us. Yeah. Insta, DM us. Um, We'd love to hear from you. Yeah. If you kind of fell in any of those hobby trains during COVID, like watching Tiger King or making sourdough bread i feel like was a vibe that was such a thing i wish i did that i still know we should um but yeah let us know and as always you can follow us at mochas in the meantime podcast on instagram or send us an email if you have any questions or inquiry in inquiries (laughs) any (laughs) if you have any questions or inquiries um where mochas in the meantime podcast at gmail.com So in the meantime, you know, come hang out with us. Our next episode will premiere in a couple of weeks. Or if you haven't watched our first episode, which is all about traveling, make sure to check that out on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Grab yourself a fortune cookie, a mocha, anything you want, and hang out with us. All right. Have a good one. Thanks. Peace. Peace.